An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Conservative, not bitter indeed, my friends. You have tuned in to America's Home for Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. Hope you had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. We took one extra day here. Yesterday, my apologies for not being here. But if you want to be part of today's discussion, hit the ground running on this shortened holiday week. You can do so by emailing Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can also text us 317-210-2830. That is direct access. Direct access to yours truly here in the studio. And it's a pleasure to to be here today. You know, I heard from one of you yesterday who actually... I wanted to start with this because Dr. Jill Biden was in Indianapolis, specifically Westfield High School. For those of you who are in this, I know we got listeners all over the country, all over the world, in fact. Um, But here in central Indiana, Westfield High School, Dr. Dr. Jill Biden showed up recently And that was just days before she announced that she had tested positive for COVID. Of course, she made this announcement over, actually, maybe on Labor Day week. Was it Labor Day itself? I don't know. On the holiday weekends like this, I lose track of specific time a little bit. It was one of the days between the last time I was on here and today. But Dr. Jill Biden announced that she had covid after being here in central Indiana. And my first thought was, oh, here we go. If Trump did this, it would be called a super spreader event. But then I realized it was a Biden. So nobody was probably there. Although she was attending a high school, so kids were forced to be there. Something that the left loves to force. You know, the left says, this is a whole, we're not going to get into this today. But it just made me realize, and it's worth reiterating and saying to you, The left positions itself as a party of choice. They want you to think that they are pro-choice, in fact. 
pro-choice on the issue of abortion. That's it, my friends. They're not pro-choice on anything else. Nothing. You want the choice to carry a firearm? Uh Uh-uh. They're not cool with that. You want the choice to decide where your tax dollars are spent for your child's education? No way, no how. You want the choice on whether or not you get vaccinated or wear a mask or comply with some authoritative, out-of-control government shutdown? Nope, not going to be in favor of that either. I mean, you get down, you want a choice on whether or not you can join a union? Nope, they're not happy with that. They want you to be forced to do that. Incidentally, you know, my dad and I talk about this, my dad, former UAW rep, who UAW is potentially on the verge of a strike, which could cause all sorts of problems for an already beaten and battered auto industry. Thank you, leftist policies. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, inflation caused by aforementioned people there. But my dad and I talk about this, and, and you know, there's... I think that there's absolute common ground on this. I think that there is anyway. There should be. If you don't want to join a union, okay. But also don't think that you should have access to all the things that a union provides to its members, which some of you say, fine, no big deal. Others of you um, are, I know, are members of unions. Your union shouldn't be forced to defend people or whatever who are not part of it. Anyway. But they don't want, they, the left, are not pro-choice on anything other than, well, I think two things. Abortion and changing your gender. Which leads me to another story here that's in the stack of stuff. Um, There's a judge that ruled that kids are going to have to be forced. Parents have no way, no constitutional right, according to this radical judge, to pull their kids out of courses in high schools, in schools. I don't know if it's all high school. It might be kindergarten for all we know. They shouldn't be able to pull their kids out of classes where they are studying or LGBT school lessons, which of course means LGBTQIAA plus indoctrination because that's what it means. My goodness, there's so many side stories. Oz texted me something where there has, and I can't even get into this today, but all these, all of these things that all tie together, right, in the, the battle that we're facing. There's been some something that was shared on social media lately that showed the plan of the LGBT. In fact, back in the day, it was probably just the LGB community and how they planned to infiltrate basically schools and government, and lo and behold, here we are today. But if you look at their plans and strategy, I mean, it's exactly what I just said. It's exactly what I just said. It's the subtle indoctrination into these uh, into these policies and issues. Anyway, what I want to start with today, all that stuff is true and important. I want to start here with something that is actually what I consider quite good news And that is, there's a poll out showing that Trump and DeSantis have high net favorability ratings with Republicans. And all that basically means is, is if you look at the number of people in a poll who say that they like or whatever, they they have a favorable opinion of a particular candidate, and then you subtract the people who say they have a negative 
opinion of that candidate. That's called your net favorability. So let's just say, for example, I think Trump's was something like, I'm, I'm ballparking here, but it was something like 72% favorability, or, you know, people that either had a favorable or highly favorable opinion of Trump. 72%, I think, was the number. And if, if it wasn't, it was close to that. And then 20% had a negative viewpoint in the Republican Party of Trump. So that's a net. You take the 72 minus the 72 pot, the, you know, positive favorability of Trump, the 20 negative favorability of Trump, if you want to look at it that way. You take 72 minus 20. I don't want to get all mathematical here in case a Bernie Sanders subscriber, listener, has tuned in today. The 72 minus 20 would be 52. So then that would be the net favorability, plus 52. So Trump and DeSantis have high favorability ratings. I think DeSantis's was 40, 44, I believe, in the 40s. Trump was 52, I believe. The two candidates who have a not-so-good favorability rating, in fact, Chris Christie's is negative. Chris Christie's is negative in the Republican Party amongst GOP voters. And I think Pence's was as as well. Let's see here. Christie has a a negative 55-point favorability, 73% disapproving, 18% approving his record. So that would be 18 minus 73, which, boy, oh, boy, if a Bernie Sanders person tunes in and hears that, there's such a thing as negative numbers. In fact... When socialists run the world, everything's a negative number. So they actually, they might know more about this. But 18 positive rating for Chris Christie minus 73 puts us into the negative, negative 55. And this guy's running for president. He thinks he can beat Trump. He thinks he's the nominee. I actually think this guy is being funded by people who simply want to see him take Trump out. This guy's got no chance of the nomination. This guy's got even less chance of winning the presidency. But here we are, negative 55% approval rating. And I thought I had uh, Pence's in here as well. What is Pence's? Um, Yeah, Pence's is underwater as well. 63% of Republican primary voters view Pence unfavorably. So 63% negative, 36% um. Very favor uh, favorably. So you get 36 minus the 63, and he's underwater as, as well. So that is a snapshot of just where the candidates stand as we're moving headlong into, well, we're September now. The primary, the first votes will be cast in not too far after the first of the year in 2024. And we're quickly approaching the fourth quarter of 2023 so it's really close it's not that far away a few months away people will be casting their first first ballots four months or so maybe four and a half months so it's starting to take shape we've got all the stuff happening with trump of course we've got all of the stuff happening nobody cares really about the other stuff happening with the other gop candidates and it appears that All of the people who are the talking heads, the media, the left, people that were sitting around the table speaking with George Stephanopoulos this past weekend 
are all finally coming to the conclusion that we all, we have come to, folks, years ago. It is remarkable to me. And I go back and forth. I'll be honest with you. I don't know sometimes if these jokers and clowns just don't want to admit the truth or if they genuinely don't know the truth. Now, there are some truths that I absolutely know that they don't know. But I also think sometimes they live in that bubble so much. They live in the bubble that promotes these leftist ideas. They live in the DC bubble or the elite circles, and they don't understand. They don't understand the Trump voter. They don't understand the Trump movement. And again, as I've said on this program before, and this is something I wish President Trump would uh, accept or like now maybe he's accepted it. I don't know, but acknowledge a little bit more is that this movement is greater than him. Now, in a lot of ways, he, of course, is being directly targeted. We know this. We've been through this extensively, but he's being targeted politically and the government is being weaponized against him. It has been weaponized against him in the past. It is currently being weaponized against him today. And, of course, we all have to come to the realization that the government will absolutely be weaponized against him in the future as well. And so it's like people are in, in the leftist and the media circles. They have no idea. They can't understand why this assault on Trump, which they will, of course, frame as legitimate, defend as necessary, talk about as though it is saving our democracy. That's what they want. Oh, it's saving our democracy, Todd. This is, if we didn't have these folks willing to stand up to the authoritarianism of Trump, we would be complete, incomplete collapse. We would be basically a a fascist state we would be slaves to trump and all this sort of stuff that's the position and the argument this is so disingenuous and patently absurd in every conceivable way but yet it gets traction in some circles and i don't know if they just want to sell out so much to the idea so as not to show any hint of trying to relate to or give any amount of credibility whatsoever to the opposition to to Trump's actual side, or if it's just genuinely that they cannot even see it because they've been blinded by their, well, their allegiance to the movement of the radical left. But it's as though they have these glimpses, and I want to play some sound bites as we get into the program today. Donna Brazil, former head of the DNC, the Democrat Party, she was, remember, she was the one who helped rig, allegedly, an election in favor of Hillary against Bernie. Yeah, that's actually where elections are are rigged and so forth. Leaking questions, making sure that they kept their super delegates, which is, to me, you go back in time and you look at what the Democrat Party has done just internally. The idea of super delegates, to me, is a perfect illustration, a perfect symbolism of how they really think about the average person because they didn't want the average people. The reason there were superdelegates, which basically mean meant voters who could 
decide who the nominee for president was back in 2016 and however long they had their superdelegate situation. But they wanted to have people, prominent people, right? The party that talks about being for the little guy, they wanted the little guy's vote to be watered down by the superdelegates. And when the superdelegates all started to support Hillary Clinton, which was the plan from the beginning, maybe a few notable exceptions, but the plan from the beginning was to do that back in 2016. And it wiped out any sort of grassroots support that Bernie would have gotten or did get during the 2016 campaign cycle. But she was involved in, that was her DNC. But even she's coming to the realization that this Trump MAGA movement is an actual movement. It's not just people who voted for an individual. This is something much, much deeper. She compares it, in fact, to supporters of Reagan back in the 1980s, supporter of Obama in 2008 and 2012, the Hope and Change movement, which was a movement. I'm not going to deny that. It's a movement, however, that no one knew what it stood for. It was one of those things that people felt good about because it sounded right. It had no depth. What are we hoping in and what changes are we embracing? It didn't matter. That was, the, in, in a sense, the beauty of the campaign was that you could be anything and anybody and jump into that that movement because it was all about electing America's first black president and all that sort of stuff, which again, as I've, I'm on record as saying, it's a good thing that America has gotten to the point where we are able and willing to vote for a black president. We just simply should not be voting for someone because of that or because of anything else like that, whether they're white, black, any of that stuff that you understand when you're five years old. So timeouts in order. I've got some sound bites I want to play here from uh, George Stephanopoulos's program, which you undoubtedly didn't watch because no one watches this crap anymore. Donna Brazil's on there. There's some other folks as well. They're all more or less confused, including George Stephanopoulos, as to why Trump is even still able to show his face in public, let alone, let alone instill the sort of confidence he has in the vast majority of the Republican Party right now which I referenced earlier in this segment. Timeout is in order, though, my friends. Long in this segment, you're listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, the one, the only Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely And I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. 
Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, by the way, if you want to see the latest specials, discounts, Sales offered by MyPillow. You can go to the website, MyPillow.com slash Todd. That is my first name, of course. You can go and take a look at some of their sales. They've got a six-piece towel set on sale. Again, use promo code Todd on any of these items. Uh, You can get a buy one, get one free on the MyPillow 2.0. They've got original My Slippers. Discounted sale price saves you a lot of money as well. So again, towel sheets, pillows, mattress toppers, slippers, yes, even dog beds. Dog beds, we've got Echo and Tango who both love their My Pillow dog bed. You can check out those specials by going to mypillow.com slash Todd. Use promo code Todd during checkout to receive savings of up to 80% in some instances. MyPillow.com slash Todd, promo code Todd during checkout. So, during the break, during the break, uh, well, before the break, I should say, was talking about how the left is just now starting to realize that President Trump has started a movement. This is not just something about a campaign from 2020 or a campaign as we head into 2024 or a campaign that first started back in 2016. This is about something much greater. The left either doesn't understand you, those of us in flyover country, those of us who find something about Trump, his message, Whatever he's trying to do, whatever we, uh, whatever connects with us in that, they don't even want to understand that. They want to brand us as racists, as bigots, as stupid, idiotic morons who aren't capable of seeing the brilliance that is brought to us on a daily basis by the Democrat Party. And the, the stupidity and the danger, not just the stupidity of Trump. It used to just be the stupidity. They learned quickly that that was not going to get it done. So they had to scare the heck out of people. And it has worked in a to a large extent amongst people who are, of course, in the low-information voter crowd. They'll regurgitate and repeat the same silly, ridiculous assertions about Trump made by the Democrat Party, by the media. And, of course, now they're weaponizing the Department of Justice to do everything they can to take him out. I've been through this before, but I think it is worth noting and remembering. The things that Trump is being indicted for happened two and a half years ago, closing in on three years ago. 
the things that Trump is being indicted for more or less. I mean, there's some exceptions here, of course. There's, what are there now, 91 charges. So I can't speak with complete, With I mean, I'm speaking with a broad brush, and there's some exceptions to this. But basically, this all goes back to his response to the 2020 election, which, of course, I mean, all that, all this is tied together. It is all tied together. And at the core of all of this, at the core of all of this, to the Trump voter, and the left either doesn't want to understand this, they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to acknowledge it, or they, they're scared of it, something. But they, they do not want to have to acknowledge that Trump and the support that he has is about something more than what they're telling us or something other than what they're telling us. Because in the vast majority of cases, what they tell us it's about actually has zero to do with it. It has nothing at all to do. Why you, for those of you who voted for Trump, voted for Trump. Why I voted for Trump. Why Oz or whoever else voted for Trump. The things that they say are important to us are, of course, it's false. It's it's fake news. And so then when we hear Trump saying those things, it simply says he's acknowledging what we have dealt with for a long time. He is acknowledging. He is verbalizing. He is verbalizing boldly some of the problems that we have seen in our government. Folks, I don't know if you know this, and it's in the stack of stuff, but the fiscal year 2023 budget, which ends here shortly – we are on pace to have a two trillion with a T trillion with a TR actually trillion not not to be confused with million or billion but trillion. Each each time you move up just each time you move up from one of those words to the other from million to billion, it's a thousand times bigger. From million from billion to trillion, it's a thousand. Billions. That's what a trillion is. That's why the the highest number of, of billions before you say trillion is 999 billion. A thousand billions is a trillion. And so those words are separated by degrees of 1,000 magnitudes. We are $2 trillion, $2 trillion short of what we, of, of the money we've brought in versus the money we've spent out, we have spent out two trillion more than a trillion than we've brought in. Now the left hears that and they think, ah, we need to tax the wealthy. We need to go after millionaires and billionaires and make sure they pay their fair share in taxes. Folks, they can raid one hundred percent. I'm not endorsing this, but just to make the point, they can raid the coffers of every billionaire on well in America today and not even begin to touch the scope of the problem. It wouldn't even get us through, it's months. It's not even, if they took everything and left these folks with nothing, which I am 100% not endorsing for multiple reasons. I mean, that's absolutely, tar- you talk about weaponizing the government, there you go. And I don't even necessarily like a lot of these people. But I don't think that I have, I'm entitled, the government's entitled to their billions. Anyway, we're $2 trillion in deficit spending in fiscal year 2023. That's where it looks like we're going to end up. 
That's twice as much as what it was in 2022. Yet Biden is out there touting Bidenomics, the White House, the campaign. They're telling us how great it is, how much people love this. Two trillion, one trillion dollars of deficit spending, of spending money we don't have from last year is a bad problem. We've doubled that to two trillion. And yet Biden wants to tell you he's reducing the deficit. They, they lie in ways. They just, they lie boldly. They don't even care. They know the average person, either the people, the people that know, we know. So we're not going to be fooled by anything they say. We know that they're professional deceivers. They lie to us constantly. We can, we, we have 0% interest in, in taking anything they say seriously other than we know it might affect our lives, our businesses, our families, our freedoms. We take that part seriously, but we don't take them at their word as though they're telling us the truth. We know better. And then there's the group of people that just, they they hear these things and they'll post them on social media. In fact, in the stack of stuff today, I've got a list of so-called, it's a meme or a, a graphic, I guess, should be a meme that's mocked relentlessly, but of Biden's so-called accomplishments. And all it does is list the, <laughs> it does list legislation. The first one is uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. Wow, he passed the Inflation Reduction Act. I remember talking about this. It literally had no impact on inflation. It said it would actually, <laughs> the studies showed that in the first couple of years, it actually would increase inflation and then it would decrease it but over the course of 10 years, there was a net zero effect on inflation. Yet they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. People applaud it on the left because they don't think about it. They either are trying to push the narrative and they don't care about the truth or they're blinded from seeing the truth. Nonetheless, they're applauding that, thinking it's some sort of accomplishment. So you've got the people who just aren't going to – they don't care about reality. They want what these leftists are pushing for. You've got people like the vast majority of you – and me, who don't take anything these jokers and clowns say seriously, we know that they are a threat to our liberties, to our freedoms, to our finances, to our families, to our churches, to our schools. Every facet of our lives, they are a threat to. We get that. But then there's the people in between there who either don't know a lot, can be easily you know, led astray. Those are the people they're after. Those are the people that they... Are after, and those are the people that I'm after, and those are the people you should be after to speak truth to this situation. We are in a mess. We're in a, <laughs> folks, we're in a deadly situation here. We're talking the life and death, the survival of this constitutional republic, your children's future, their health, their sanity, their ability to have a job, the economy they're going to live in, the economy we're going to live in next week. Whether or not there's going to be wars, I mean, we're, it's just, it's incredible what we're witnessing here. And so, timeouts in order. I want to play these sound bites. I know I got long this segment, but I'm going to play these sound bites next segment. Donna Brazil acknowledging we have a, a movement by Trump. And then just conversation from people on that panel with George Stephanopoulos saying things that you and I have known for years, literally for years. They're just now coming to this realization in spite of everything going on for the, all this time. They've not caught on to it. They didn't care about it. I don't know. They're out of things to talk about other than 
coming to grips with the possibility that this guy, President Trump, has a legitimate chance of being the president of the United States again after the campaign of 2024. So, quick timeout, play some sound bites when we get back, my friends. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in a minute. Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then, you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back, my friends. Sorry, Oz is out today, so it's just me playing solo here. So, I want to get to this soundbite. This is the first. I don't know if I have time for the second. It's, the second one's a little bit longer, which is the other issue I have here. But I just want you to hear Donna Brazil. And I want you, as you think about the campaign, as you think about all the things that we know that have happened here, the weaponization of the government against President Trump and all these things. And I just want you to almost, again, I don't know if she is not wanting to accept this, if she's out of excuses, if she's just now coming to the realization of this or what. But she now understands that this is a movement. The government of this country has infuriated massive amounts of people. And I want all of you to take hope in that. Now, we still have to have people who can, and this is where I think you have a role, I have a role in shaping and directing that anger at the proper sources. I think that this becomes the next step. There is enough anger where people are motivated to do something, but a lot of people still don't know. They just know they're they're mad. They don't know who to direct it at. It's almost like I remember I remember a few years ago. This just came to me as I was thinking about this. I remember a few years ago, I was at the park with my son. I was running. I think he was on his bike. And 
I ran in this one part of the trail. It's under some really big trees, but they're, you know, it's, it's shaded, but the trees are really tall. It's not like they're right at head level or something. I'm talking like 60 plus feet. And I'm running through here, and all of a sudden, I feel something on the back of my neck, like my, sh- my shoulder area, my, my back, my neck. And it's just bang, bang, bang. It start, And I, I realized by the second or third time, because at first, honestly, it was around the 4th of July. And I didn't know if, because uh, there were some people that were setting off some, some fireworks and so forth. I, I wasn't sure. I thought, did I just get hit by some ember or something? I felt something hot, hot on the back of my neck. But it wasn't heat. It turned out to be a sting. And I remember ripping off the shirt and just swinging and wailing my he- my hands and just trying to get the, the horn. It was a hornet is what it was. Trying to get the bald face hornet off of me. We ended up getting it. It was in my shirt. It stung me in the hand too because I as I grabbed my shirt in my hand, I didn't see it. Stung me in the hand and in the neck, <laughs> the back. And but the point is in telling that story is not, not to give you visuals here, but to say that's how a lot of the people are in the country today. They are... They know they're getting pain inflicted. They're not necessarily sure the source. They don't even know where it is at the moment. I didn't know where that little sucker was in my shirt, and that's why it stung me in the hand. And actually, it's an apt analogy because when we go to use our hand to press the ballot or to pull the lever in the voting booth, it can sting us again if we make the wrong choice. And that's where I think we have a lot of responsibility on our part to help direct this anger to tell people, hey, there's the hornet. there's the metaphorical hornet. There's the source of your pain and discomfort. And maybe, friends, there are places that there's discomfort coming from that you and I aren't necessarily quick to point out because we see all the other stuff. And we got to be willing. I'm cool with accepting some of that. But the main source of our, pro- our, our, our problems today are in Washington, D.C. But listen to Donna Brazil here. Well, that's the question, Donna Brazil. What happens when it actually comes to a general election we've we did there is a pattern in the last couple of elections where the, the democrats are winning the close races because i think the democrats understand that you know you can beat the superficial which would what you know what we're seeing on the republican side with substance and the substance the policies uh, the practices of the biden harris administration improving people lives this look insane, this past week uh, this this uh, this movement to reduce prescription drug prices that's going to help Democrats. But I have to say something because George, I'm old enough to say this. I want to pause. She's about to say I, I kept this part in because I just wanted to point out kind of what I just alluded to. She's saying that Republicans are superficial and the left, the Democrat Party, has substance. This is a hundred percent, hundred and eighty degrees out of whack. A hundred percent wrong. The Democrats of the party, a superficiality. The Democrats want to use the talking points to keep people angered at somebody because they have a certain amount of income or that they're a certain race or a certain gender or a certain this or that. It's not us, folks. I welcome anybody. I welcome anybody to this movement. I was talking to Bernie Sanders fans earlier in the program. Have a little bit of fun with them because they're not good at math or they don't care about math. But I don't think that they're all some terrible people. I think there's some good people who are bought into this nonsense. They either don't pay attention or don't understand it or just have ideas that I think are completely wrong. It doesn't make them bad people. The bad people are the ones that are trying to manipulate us. Anyway, but she's got it backwards here. But listen to what she says here, and then i got to take a break. 
Uh, I've seen two movements outside of the social justice movements in my life on the political side. One was the Reagan movement. Reagan had a hold on his base, the country at large. He did. They saw him as someone who was willing to stand up for American values, whatever that might have meant. Now, I thought it was reactionary. Uh, the other movement I saw was, was Barack Obama, hope and change. That galvanized the American people. I've never seen anything like this with Donald Trump. That's right. I mean, what doesn't kill you make you stronger? I mean, being convicted, I mean, being indicted. That's making him stronger, raising $10 million, using an ugly mugshot uh, to raise money. This is a movement. And anyone who thinks that you can apply the old political rules to trying to defeat this candidate based on he's scary, he's ugly, whatever you might want to call him, this is a movement. And we have to respect the fact that it's a movement. Okay, so by the way, did you notice she just said that the Democrat Party was a party of substance, but then she said... The old techniques for defeating candidates like Trump are to say he's scary and he's ugly. Boy, that is super in-depth and super profound, is it not? Talk about superficial. Give me a break. But she's admitting here to George Stephanopoulos and to the 15 or 20 viewers watching this crap that they are, that they know that their traditional strategies, which we've laid out on this program, they don't work against Trump. And that in some sense should cause us to have a little bit of rejoicing, but in another sense, it should terrify us because what in the world is coming next? I put nothing past these jokers and clowns. Timeouts in order, though, my friends. Sit tight. Back in a minute. Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then, you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since my friends not a lot of time here but as i've told you before and as you well know you know this you know this deep down in your bones this is the time it's going to just get amped up from here this is not for the faint of heart we cannot lose heart we cannot be uh we cannot be discouraged we have to know that we have a huge amount of people that are awakened to this some that are awakened to the problem but still don't understand who the who to blame. 
what to do about it. But this is going to get more and more intense by the day, week, month as we move closer and closer to the election. Quick time out, my friends. Just out of time here. Back in. Back in just a... Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> back in just a minute. Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then, you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back, my friends. Unfortunately, that is all of the time that we have today. But my friends, never fear. You can always catch encore episodes of this program on our podcast on the website, toddhuffshow.com slash listen, or go to your favorite podcast host. We've also got a newsletter that's free. That well, we Actually, it's not a newsletter. It's our weekly column, which will go out on Wednesdays. Sign up for that on the website as well, toddhuffshow.com. Just scroll down a little bit from the top of the page, and you'll see where you can sign up for that. And I don't blame you if you don't get enough of me in this program, my friends. But I've got to go. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, SDG. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944.